Are you looking for a great sci-fi read? If so, be sure and grab The Return by best-selling author Gabriella Balcom. Readers are calling it a thrilling ride that's fascinating and amazing. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay as they are. It's 2030, and scientists have made numerous scientific advances. They use cutting-edge technology with their feline service units and human replicas, HRs as they're commonly known. However, most of the research being conducted in the facility is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd be clamoring for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. More and more of the HRs are dying, and they long for freedom. One of the top scientists isn't happy with the situation either. Tensions are mounting, and things are not as they appear. Other reader comments about The Return include, This is a thrilling ride. I hope there's a sequel. Man, it got me hooked. Best plot twist I've read in a book. You'll love this book. It had me on the edge of my seat. For more of Gabriella's works, check her out on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle form. Vampire, werewolf, djinn, phoenix, shapeshifter, and witch. They all came from somewhere. Six humans started the ritual. Six supernaturals walked away. But they left behind the one person who could destroy them all. Reese. Now she seeks vengeance on those who stole their power from her body. She seeks her children, for they will pay the ultimate penance. Available at MythMart.com, Amazon, Goodreads, and Barnes and & Noble. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome to the Grindhouse Sleeves. I'm your host, Alan Russo. I'm Dave Montoya. And today we're going to be talking about the second least favorite of all the Halloween movies in the franchise, Halloween Resurrection. Now, why... Okay, first, I have to ask, what's the first one? Of course, it's got to be Halloween 3. Everybody hates Halloween 3. Season of the Witch? Yeah. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, it's a cult classic. But when it comes to the Halloween franchise, it doesn't add up. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, it doesn't, actually. But yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Still, the reason why it's the least, the least favorite. But, now, if you get into other things, like, you know, with uh, 
curse of Michael Myers and, you know, the runes, the thorn, and all that stuff. It kind of it kind of makes a little bit of sense in the long run, but you really got to dig deep into it to get into it for it to make a lot of sense. Yeah, and that that that's a, that's a discussion that could take a couple of couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with this one, I hate that they brought back Lori. For five minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, what a waste of money. Right now, the actual premise of the movie wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, because you know they're going in and trying to make a based reality show on the Myers house, which was fine. But, you know, the thing is, when you bring in Lori into the whole situation, kind of ruins it. I agree. You know, because you think Michael's dead at the end of H2O, and it's like, you know... They could have ended it there and been done with it. They could have. And finally, and just finally killed him off. You know, and I understand how they had to bring Lori into it a little bit, you know, the psych ward and the simple fact that, like, she, I guess, she knew it wasn't him, and so... You know, it did make her go crazy. But the fact that she waited for him to show up, and then, it, and then it's like, oh, three years later. You know what? Why did they wait three years? Yeah, it, it might have been like three hours later. Right. Why not, you know, six months? You know, just just long enough for her to go to trial and be like, okay, yeah, we're going to send you to the psych ward because you're nuts. You know, a year at the most. I mean, why three years? That that's just you know. It's I like agree. I mean, I get it because you know she's waiting because she knows he's going to return. But you know, that's just a long time to sit there and wait. Well, that I think it, for me, it was like it was a throwaway to the character Laurie Strode. Because it was just, it was a throwaway scene. There was no reason for him to to come back and to kill. Now, he could have just totally survived, right? Right. And he, living underground of the, the house, the Myers house, he, he just all, you know, okay, I'm done killing. Um, I'm good. I'm kind of hiding out. And then... You know the the people come into the show and start doing your show, and they disrupt his life, and that pisses them off. There was no reason whatsoever to have Lori in there. No, none. And I, I think I think the only reason they did what they did with Lori is just the simple fact that okay, I killed her off. I'm done. Yeah, and it was a throwaway kill too. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, kiss the mask. I'll, I'll see you in hell. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was uh, it was a little on the weak sauce side. <laughs> it was, and you know, then you got the whole Buster Rhymes character. I liked it. <laughs> initially, don't get me wrong, it was a great character initially, but the whole him trying to do the kung fu shit. Just oh, when he went, he started doing the whoa, yeah. oh my god, I was dying. I mean, I've seen this movie a thousand times, and I watched it again, and you know, for the podcast. And I, as soon as he started making those noise, I was rolling. I was like, oh shit, come on. Oh. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's hilarious. A lot of people say, well, it's just dumb. It's not dumb, it's funny. It is, it's funny. You know, I mean, it's... I, you know, because, because you see how much he's into these... You know, Japanese kung fu flicks, and yeah. it's like... Of course he it, knows it, <laughs> kung fu. Exactly, yeah. And you can tell he has no fucking clue what he's doing. <laughs> no. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that, that just it's, that was gold, man. It was funny, and it was even to the point where like you can kind of see the actor's eyes and behind the mask of Michael Myers, and you know he's like, whoa, whoa, you know, and the actor's like, what the hell are you doing? You can, right. you can see it behind the mask. It was just hysterical. I mean, it is, and that's what I think. That's what makes us. I think that's what makes that part just so funny. I like you know, Tyra Banks' character. Just the, yeah. the the suave businesswoman, no nonsense. It's about the money. It's about the business. I right. like that character. I think she died a little premature. I think she might. She should have been like one of the ending ones to get whacked out. Well, see, and what pissed me off about that one is they didn't show her dying. Yeah, they didn't, did they? No, it was just like you know, boom, there she is. She's dead. Huh? And it's like, come on. What do you think about the pacing of the kills? Because, like, for me, you know, it was... Okay, so it opens up with, you know, the the flashback of H2O. She cuts off Michael's head. Yeah. That's a kill right off the top. That's pretty cool. And then... um, But then, you know, as soon as, like, what, within five minutes... Of the people showing up, people are getting whacked. Yeah, that to me that was they were they were killing them off too quickly. Yeah, I agree. You know, and you know, it's kind of like it's like bam. This one's dead. Bam. This one's dead. Bam. It's like every five minutes somebody was dying. 
Maybe we should do a movie like that. Have like, uh, what, uh, 12 people, right? And every five minutes, kill them off. There you go. That's that's an hour right there. Ten minute ending. Boom. You got a 70 minute flick. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think we could do a script like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. What was your favorite part of the movie? Oh, God. Ugh. And I know this is going to sound stupid to some people. Yeah, it's your but, favorite. But the, right. But it's the fact that he smacks Michael in the head, that Buster Rhymes smacks Michael in the head, calls him a dumbass. <laughs> And Michael doesn't stab you. I'm like, what the hell? Did that just happen? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was good. Towards the end, that final, if you want to call it a final fight scene. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, they go through the whole thing, and I'm like, and you're expecting him to stab him right there, and he doesn't. Yeah. It's very un-Michael Myers. Right. But it's like just an awesome scene because he's sitting there and calling him a dumbass, smacking him in the head and everything else, and he doesn't kill him. What do you think about the technology? I mean, I know it's dated technology now, but them bringing that technology into the script... I liked it because, you know, you got to think the, at the time, you know, web web-based reality shows were, you know, they're, they were a new thing. Yeah. That was around the time Big Brother came out. Right. You know, and it was not long after, uh... what is it, the real world came out, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was at the beginning of reality TV, but it was a web-based interactive show where you could actually choose who, who you, you wanted to see yeah. and wanted to follow. And it was kind of cool because it was kind of like one of those old Choose Your Adventure novels. Yeah. That we used to read back in, you know, elementary school. I I liked it. I I dug it. Okay. Um what did what well, okay, let's go with what was your least favorite part of the whole movie? Oh god. <laughs> I mean besides killing off Lord Strode, that was one of my least favorites, but I mean, I would probably have to say because it's just for the simple fact it was unrealistic that he just took that butcher knife and chopped old girl's head off. Yeah. With a butcher knife. I'm like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just for, the simple, just for the simple fact that it was unrealistic. Um, You know, interesting enough for me, and I, I, I thought... 
and I, I was going to look it up before we podcast, and I, I got sidetracked. I wanted to see if it was an improvise. But at the end, um, Busta Rhymes grabs the, uh, oh, what was her name, the, the main female character? Oh, uh, Sarah? Sarah, Sarah, yeah. So he grabs Sarah and throws her over the sh- over his shoulder, right? But if you, yeah. if you back it up, and I did, I backed it up, it looked like she was turning to walk out the door, but he just literally scoops her up and throws her over his shoulder, and she has this, like, WTF look on her face. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, I'm going out the door anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, the the whole Laurie Strode part, I, I didn't like it. Um, again, it, to me, it didn't serve no purpose because of many levels. Like, Laurie's been fighting Michael Myers from all these years, and she knows he's still alive and she's going to die. And she just lets go and, and she lets him you know live and she dies. That is right. very not a, with the character. And also, again, and I kind of mentioned this on the beginning, is, you know, I'll see you in hell. Now, if you want to get something really, like, just grab them by the balls, instead of, you know, see you in hell, but I'll save you a seat in hell, bastard. You know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll save you a seat. You don't even have to say hell. I'll save you a seat when you get there. Yeah, something, you know. And... One of the other things that kind of irritated me, and and I get it, but it was kind of irritating was the whole Sarah and Miles, you know, the guy that you know, the the he thought guy, his yeah. Deckard, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, they never met each other, but yet they talk like they're best friends and all this stuff and they were like pen pals and all this it's like and they never met and through yeah. the whole movie they still never met right and it was like I mean again that, that's a fun you know that was a fun idea to use text messaging to say you know oh he's in this room he's in that room okay that's fine but there was no escalating in the character development Right, between the two. Yeah, it was pointless. It could have just been some random person that knew her. It could have been, you know, you want to add depth to that situation? Have it be her mom. Have it be her dad, her brother, her sister who's texting her. Now, that that would bring it up, you know, a notch and and the emotional level. Not some dude who's been sexting her for a while in the Yahoo chat rooms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. He's like in junior high and she's in college. Yeah. What was the ASL? That was it. ASL back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Age, sex, and location. Uh, <laughs> good times. But um, I, I, I liked the movie. For what it was, I liked the movie. Um, yeah. It, it had a lot of... It was fun. It was. Uh, you know. Go ahead. Now, if they would have left the whole Lori Strode thing out of it, I think it would have been better. Now, why did the audience 
not like it? What was the general consensus to why they didn't like it? From everything I read is the mainly the fact that they killed Lori at the beginning. Gotcha. You yeah. know, within the first five minutes. And then what's the, you know, everything up until that point you know, even if you go back to part four, part five, part six, you know, they all say, you know, his whole driving force to kill every member of his family. Right. That was what it was well, always about. Yeah. Right. Now Lori's dead. So what's the, now what's his driving force? Yeah. You know, what's his motivation? Right. Which I know sounds very cliche, very Hollywood, you know, oh, what's my motivation? But, yeah, you've got to have a motivate, especially like you just said, with killing all the Myers. That's all he wanted to do was kill all the Myers. He, he tried with Lori. He tried with uh, Lori's daughter, the, the, the niece. Oh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Um, you know, in the earlier ones with the little girl. That was Lori's daughter. Was that Lori's daughter? Yeah. Okay. Granddaughter. The uh, Curse of Michael Myers. That was the granddaughter, wasn't it? Grandson. Grandson. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they changed, they changed the character from the daughter. And well, they... the daughter had the son. Right. But, I mean, the, the initial character... Right. Oh, I can't think of her name. Oh, she's Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. No, I mean, but the the actual actress's name. Oh yeah, it was Danielle Harris. That's it, Danielle Harris, the legendary Danielle Harris. (laughs) (laughs) She played in Hollywood the the uh, Rob Zombie's Hollywood remake. Yeah, as, um... The friend. Oh. And she had that one. She had the death scene. I'm like, I'm good. I can die now. I'm good. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Because she didn't die until the second one. Oh, it was good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I would say... While I'm thinking about this, I don't know. I I don't know if I actually have a favorite moment in that movie. Um, I don't know. Now, I can say one of my, I wouldn't really say favorite <sighs> lines, but one of the most iconic lines I can think of. Is when Buster Rhymes says "trick or treat, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was just hey, Mikey. Well, that was yeah, that was a good scene too. But it was kind of an in between scene. Um, the one that just popped into my head, where uh, you know they roll him in, and he's in the the morgue's office, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got a celebrity. It's Michael Myers." And of course, you know, she. Uh, she zips him back and his eyes open and that's how it cuts. That was pretty yeah. cool. Um, instantly we knew that there was going to be another one, which 
I think maybe that was the whole idea, was to try to, to take the franchise away from Laurie Strode and the family and just right. go that way. But after that one, what was that? What was after that one? Was it the remake? Yeah. So it never happened. They never made any more after that. No, they did Resurrection and then Rob Zombie did his two remakes. And then they did Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. See, that I think that was one of the biggest problems with the franchise itself, is that they couldn't be consistent. Stick on the same, uh, t- pick a timeline. Pick any timeline and go that way. Well, see, even with H2O, they changed the timeline. Uh-huh. Because in H2O, she never had Jamie. Right. She didn't exist. Yeah. You know, because she was never mentioned. But at the same time, did she exist? Who knows? Because she was never mentioned. Now, the son, the where she was hiding um, in California. Yeah, what was that? That was H2O, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm trying to just make sure my timeline, timelines are correct. Unless, now here's a good theory, and, and this is kind of a fun little theory if you want to try to interconnect it this way. She was such, because she didn't go by Laurie Strode, you know, as the professor. She was using right. another name. So she found out she was pregnant. She ditched the girl, Jamie, and she moved to California to have the boy. And she's like, well, you know, let, let Michael deal with Jamie. You know, I'm free. That you, you, you can look at it that <laughs> you way. You can spin it that way, right? You can, but I mean, but why? Would she have just taken Jamie with her and... And well, I mean, just to, to try to spin it where it all connects. Right. <clears throat> um, let's see. One of my favorite scenes were actually was one of the opening kills where the camera guy gets stabbed. And as he's getting stabbed, he's got the, the camera connected to it. So you kind of, the viewer gets yeah. to see him getting stabbed. I think that might be my favorite kill. What about you? Yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be my favorite. That would be yeah, that would definitely be my favorite kill. Because you're like you, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, all in all, I don't think it was a bad movie. Um, I mean, if just going off personal opinion, I think that the Curse of Michael Myers is my personal least favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. And see, I watched that one last night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, where are you? Where are you finding those at? Uh, Hulu. Hulu, really? Yeah. Just so happened, I actually have a, a digital copy of Resurrection on my uh, Voodoo account, but um, and I totally forgot that I had it. But I was looking around, and I couldn't find it. Okay, it's on Hulu. Interesting. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, that's where I found them. 
Now, the only thing I didn't like about part six, and, you know, it just kind of irritated the piss out of me. Uh huh. Is <clears throat> you find out that, you know, he's part of the Order of the Thorn. Right. But yet, the Order of the Thorn is the one that rants Miss Grove. It was just super complex and confusing. Right. They just, I don't know what they tried to say. Well, you you said it before. Uh, I don't think you ever actually said it on the air. So go ahead. You can explain it, how they tried to, you know, mix, make part three canon with part two. Okay, because basically, you know, they kind of explained a little bit in part six about the runes and all that stuff, which you go back to part three. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, we got this from Stonehenge, yada, 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 you know, and, well, the Celtics, they believed in the runes. They believed that Stonehenge was a rune in itself. And so, you know, when he got the mask in part at part one, it was made by the company that made the master part, you know, part in part three. And so... Silver Shamrock. That's it. Silver Shamrock. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, you know, he might have got... It might have been the fact that that particular mask with the rune and everything else made him who he was. And, you know, and and then, you know, when you add part six into it, it kind of, it, those three, taking those three pieces, make it all tie together. Right. And, you know, by taking those three perspectives, because the guys from Silver Shamrock were... You know, from they they were Celtic. It does kind of make sense in that perspective, but then you then you look at it from you know with, with part six, the order, yeah, the order of the thorn. It makes you wonder if they weren't part of the same order as the guys from Silver Shamrock, and they knew once they was put in Smith's Grove that he became an or- the order of the thorn due to the mask, or might not have been the mask itself, but. The mass might have made that draw to make him who he was, and then when he got to Smith's Grove, they realized he was the one they were looking for to continue. But then, in part six, when he got the order of authority, it's like. 
oh, well, yeah, that guy can remember their family, and then it jumps to another generation. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense when you tie it into part three. But it works in certain ways, and, you know, it's just a, it's just a theory I'd come up with. Because you've got the Order of the Thorn and the Celtics and everything else, and I don't know, it just kind of when you when you dig into it, it kind of makes sense. It's just hard to put everything together when you spread it out that far over that many movies because you know like in the end of part 5 you think Jamie's dead Michael's dead and everything else just the way you see him for 6 years either one of them so it's like how did she become pregnant and you know, what was the point of her being pregnant if they're going to kill the last remaining anyway to get the Order of the Thorn to become, you know, find that next generation. Right. I mean, it does make sense when you tie it all together, but at the same time, they made it jump so much and you know Jamie's character the character of Jamie you know you are at 4, 5, and 6 but why couldn't they just kill Jamie in part 6 instead of making her pregnant have a child right that made no sense personally I would have liked to see more adventures as, uh, of her as an adult right now, unless she had to have a child for the ritual of Thorn to be completed, then that makes sense. Now, I was thinking originally when I first saw it that they were trying to probably maybe originally set it up for him to like become possessed by Michael Myers. Kind of like the idea of how um, you know Friday the 13th... Uh, was it Jason goes to hell where, you know, they're possessed. Yeah. I think maybe that's where they were heading. And that, that's a possibility. But the, the one thing that irritated me at the end of part six is, you know, he grabs Donald Pleasant's arms. Like it is your problem now. And Donald Pleasant's now has the martyr of the thorn. Mm. And it's like, why? Why would you end it that way? I don't know. I, I again, it just. I don't know if they were just trying to go for a cash grab to keep the rights or what, but the it, to me it wasn't fully fleshed out. The whole story wasn't fleshed out. No. Because, I mean, you know, you've got the other doctor that was, you know, the guy, the, you know, the man in black, and it's like, you know, 
and they were looking for that next generation, and they found him because they lived in the Myers house. They were part of the Strode family and all that stuff. And I was like, right, that's just kind of stupid. <clears throat> do you think that they're going to reboot it, or do you think they're going to set on it for a while? Honestly, I think they're. I think after Halloween ends, I uh-huh. think they're just they're just going to finish it. They're just done. You don't think they're going to restart it? I don't think so. That's a big cash cow to walk away from, though. It is, but when you've got what four different timelines, it kind of throws <laughs> everything off. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. How are you gonna do it? I mean, if 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 uh, Rob Zombie hadn't been so reckless, and I think maybe that's what they were shooting for was to revamp the entire movie. But he was just so reckless with the storylines that... He was so reckless with the end of the second storyline. Yeah, no, okay, I I really, really liked the first one. I really liked it. Oh, yeah. Second one, not so much. The second one would have been better without the endings. Oh, I totally agree. That and the whole... Did she die? Was it in her head? What you know? What was going on? Right, that the whole mommy issue thing. You know, throughout the whole thing. Right. You know, is it time now, mommy? It's like, what? <laughs> but I, I think maybe they, they should wait for like when our girls are you know, in their late teens, early 20s to, to do a reboot because then that you're going to get brand new uh, audience. You know, you're going to get a brand new fan base. And right. Then you could go for a full reboot and they wouldn't, I mean, they would know, but they, they would, you know, they'd fall under that demographic where they would go and see it. And it could take all, you know, take a life to its own, if they follow a, a singular time zone. Right. But we kind of digressed all over the place. We do that though. <laughs> we still yeah, we, we stuck we to Halloween though. Yeah. Um. So with uh, Halloween Resurrection. What did you feel about the character Michael Myers? There seemed to be... He seemed almost... A Jason... In in the way that he was portrayed. Very stiff. Very solid. Not a lot of fluid movement. As where with the other... You know, Halloweens... He was. He was very agile. I mean, even to the point where the the remake, or not the remake, but the uh, reboots, or not even the reboots, but the you know the ones where uh, he's an old man, and you know that what is it? Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. You know, he's very animated. He's very mechanical. But this one, I noticed that he seemed very robotic, very stiff. What do you think? 
I, yeah, I agree with that one. He was very stiff and, you know, and they tried to do a couple of callbacks like, um, when he's, Jordan Rose, when he's, Jim Rose is the black guy that he stabbed. Uh huh. Or one of the other ones. He does that head cock like he did the, in one of the originals, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, but at, at this point, you know, it's it's not the the fascination of watching somebody die for the umpteenth zillion time isn't going to be the same as it was, you know, in the original Halloween seeing somebody die slowly right. for the first time. Right. I don't know. I think that uh, we should petition and and have uh, you know have the uh, network go and. Get us the rights, and we'll we'll remake Halloween Resurrection. Oh yeah, we. I mean, <laughs> you know, like I said, for for what they were trying to do, I liked it. Yeah, but you know. It's kind of I don't know. It, it, it's the what they were trying to do with it. It made it worked. Uh huh. But you think they missed the mark somewhere? They missed the mark because they killed Tori. Just for the simple fact of all the way up to that point, it has been explained. Now you He's trying to kill all his relatives. Now, check this out. This kind of just popped into my brain. What if the ending was moved, or the beginning was moved to the end, right? So he's still hanging out. He's waiting for his time to kill Lori. These people come into his house. He kills them. He's all ramped up and killed out. You know, he's he's all basically roided out on murder. And then he goes after her because he's he's already killed these people, so he's ready to kill again. And then kills her at the end. What kind of ending would that be? People would be like, holy crap. I think, that would have been, I think it would have been better that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you had to kill Laurie, save it to the end. Because, I mean, the shock value was, you know, everybody was not expecting, especially at this point, for Laurie to die. Right. But for them to start it up after, you know, he kills all those people, and you're thinking, okay, well, this is going to lead into uh, the sequel, okay? So then uh, he kills her at the very end. You know, you can have it all the way to the point where he wakes up at the, you know, in the body bag and then he, he ends up in the front steps of the sanitarium. Yeah. It would have worked perfectly. It would have. Uh, I mean, I think it would have worked perfect that way, you know, to, to end it that way. I don't remember how old I was when that one came out. I think I was... I think it, was came out, it came out in 98. Oh, did it? Yeah. 
Okay, so I was 21. <laughs> yeah, no Hollywood work for me then. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What are your final thoughts on the movie? Good concept. But I think, you know, my overall great concept, they should have put the beginning at the end. Yeah, I totally agree. I just I was just sitting there kind of playing the movie in my head as we were talking, and then it just kind of popped into like, oh, this is what we should. This is exactly what we should have done. Um, right. You know, and and again, if you're going to spend that type of money, you know, because I think was that then I'm trying to remember was that pre that was post strike, the last time they struck, um, and. Um, so she was getting paid regardless of how long the scene was, she was still getting paid, the, you know, if, if she was in the whole movie or, yeah, because I think that changed in the early 2000s where they actually started changing, like, per scene. You know, yeah. Because, like, uh, and I know it's, a, it's kind of a silly reference, but it's how I remember it was um, Jim Carrey used to get $30 million. It didn't matter if he, he came in and said smoking and walked out the door or if he did the whole entire mask, he made $33 million. And yeah. then at some point in the early 2000s, they changed that to where, you know, if you're going to be a cameo, you're going to get paid a cameo wage. You're going to have to look that up. But, yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, especially back then, they were they were throwing money away like crazy. Oh yeah. So, so what do you think? Uh, let's say one out of ten. What do you give it? I would probably give it. I would give it a six. Okay, solid six. Yeah, solid six. I would I would have gave it a little I would have gave it a little bit more if they would have spread out the kills a little bit more and swapped the beginning for the end, but you know. Well, we actually meet on this one. Um, last time you actually gave it more stars than I did. This, but I, I give it a six as well for pretty much the same reason. Um, a couple things that you have to remember. And I'm not trying to be chauvinistic. I'm not trying to be like a pig or anything. But uh, realism is is that Halloween turned into kind of uh, you know you you expected to see the uh, uh, you know the obligatory boob once in a while. That didn't happen in this one. Um, and it, then, it did once. Which which scene? I don't remember. They were down in the basement when they realized that the arms were fake. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. I remember that. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, I'll give it a... Nah, it's still worth only a six. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a fun movie. Uh, at somewhere, at some point in time, I just felt like it was deserved to be purchased, so I purchased it digitally. So I have it from my home library. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It was uh, a fun movie... It did miss its calls. The pacing was a little too fast. Uh, 
Um, but all all in all, it it would serve its purpose, I guess. It did. I mean, you know, like I said, there's a few things that they could have changed and slowed down a little bit and things of that nature, but. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, do you have any idea of what you want to tackle next week? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look. The, the, what is it? Scream 6 just came out on Blu-ray. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that one yet, but I'd have to go back and watch Scream 5, too, so. Yeah, I've got both of those. On digital too. All right, brother. Uh, I think we are in and need to wrap this up. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think this was a good solid review. I mean, we could have went a lot longer. You know, talk about continuing continuation errors from one through six, or even H two O before this happened. But yeah, you know, it's eleven o'clock at night for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, brother, go ahead and wrap it up. All right, well, for tonight, I'm glad y'all were here. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good night, everybody. All right, night, guys.